0: Hollywood! Yeah, buddy. Woo! Oh, man. Ravens recap is in the house. We've got Peter, Chris, and Alec here. We are blown away by a 59-10 to 10 onslaught put on by the Ravens in Miami. Man, the weather might have been hot, but I think the offense was
1: even hotter. What did you guys think? I mean, I I can't off the top of my head remember a, a negative offensive play that happened all day. I think, I think <laughs> Justice Hill got backed up for a five-yard loss at one point. Andrews technically had a fumble, but Miami didn't challenge it, so Ravens got yet another touchdown. <laughs> Other than that, man, I mean, I know that we were we were saying that I was I was going a little too hard on the Dolphins saying that this was going to be another preseason game and that they were the equivalent of the 2019 Orioles <laughs> for this year. But was I wrong? Were any of us wrong? (laughs) This game played out nine on eleven. We were too conservative on how how bad the Ravens were going to beat the Dolphins. It was insane.
2: That's right. I think Alec was the closest on our uh, score predictions, and (laughs) we hit. It was beaten by halftime. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Your prediction (laughs) hit at
0: halftime. Oh man, it was probably the funnest Ravens game I've watched maybe ever I mean when the Super Bowl is is fun because it's the Super Bowl and I remember I remember crying tears of joy when we beat the Patriots in that uh game right before the Super Bowl and obviously the Maha Miracle was cool but like this game was just fun the whole way through there was no ups and downs it was just up 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 <laughs> you know and
2: oh man I had a blast right yeah I, I think I told uh I told our group in, in our group chat during the game that this reminded me a lot of the game that we had against Tampa Bay a couple of years ago, where Joe threw for like five touchdowns or something in the first half, and it was just, just like this game, just a complete steamroll throughout the whole game. We just seem to play well in, in Florida, man. Not London, but you know, Florida, we do pretty good. <laughs> At least against the Dolphins, that's for sure, man.
1: Ravens are now seven and one under Harbaugh against Miami. It's just to the point where you just already chalk up the win before the game even starts, <laughs> like <laughs> like exactly what you did. <laughs> I think you know going into the game had zero nervousness about this game at all from a fan perspective. And even if I did have anything at all, or any Ravens fan were nervous at all, I think that very first play of the game that run by Ingram probably quieted any smidgen of that that may have existed
2: that was definitely a great tone setter um, but even on the after we had scored the first touchdown and Miami took the field and then started throwing the ball you have our boy Earl Thomas just picking it off and completely shifting direction and for, at that point we just never looked back
0: yeah that was that was awesome both sides of the ball started off with great first possessions and I want to talk about those running backs for a second. So you had Ingram coming in, bruising and bursting through holes. And I thought they all looked good. Uh, Gus Edwards had some good runs. I think he got stuffed on a, like, third and one attempt. That was kind of disappointing. But besides that, I mean, he had some good runs. And Hill was dynamic on the outside edge, being able to turn it up a notch and get a few extra yards on the outside. He looked really sharp. I mean, the whole running game looked good. I, the worst runner was Lamar. He only ran a couple times, and it wasn't all that dynamic. But I will say I was really proud of him for sliding. He slid a few times. He didn't like try to muscle a few more yards. It seemed much more uh, responsible.
1: Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. I mean, I will have to look back. But I think that that's a career low for him. This He only had three attempts, rushing attempts. I don't even think there was a game last year where he had even exactly twice of that as the low if you know what I mean and that's what you want to see because if Lamar doesn't have to run the ball that means that the passing offense is working that means the running backs are getting in the holes it's exciting when Lamar takes off and runs but Ravens have a lot of playmakers on this offense that need to be fed the ball so the less running Lamar does that means the other guys are, are doing their thing well and it's not that he can't run. I'm sure when the time comes, if he gets
0: pushed out of the pocket, he will be sprinting away with the ball and just cruising for that first down. I mean, he still has it. It's just that he didn't have to do it today. And I think that's also a testament to his patience in the pocket. I mean, that one pass to Hollywood that you noted was great pass protection. He could have just as easily tried to run the ball. But instead, he was patient, he kept looking downfield, and then he slinged the perfect bomb to Marquise, Hollywood Brown, and off he went. He made that little cut, and that just showed how explosive he could be.
2: Right. You're talking about the second touchdown to to Hollywood. Yeah, I mean, that that was probably the play that I look at that really showed how well the offensive line played today. Lamar was out there— a statue man he was just sitting there hopping around just had his feet set he was waiting to throw that ball he was sitting out there for at least three or four seconds nobody around him I couldn't see anybody open on the screen and, and you know here he like you said Alec kept his eyes downfield and unleashed a beauty of a ball and uh you know Hollywood made a great adjustment as well after getting the catch changed the angle up a little bit the defender slipped couldn't get him ran the rest of the way that was a really awesome play to see
1: yeah I mean the the offensive line which is a huge question coming into this game definitely did great as their first test I will caveat with Lamar's performance there were a couple throws he made that I feel like against a better opponent you're asking for a bit of trouble there (laughs) thinking specifically uh, the touchdown to Boykin where he like Ran backward like ten yards before unleashing the ball, and I think there was another pass close towards the end of the half. He like,
2: I think there was a pass to Snead. Yeah, I think or Snead and Hurst or something, and they were both kind of in the area around a couple defenders. Yep,
1: yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. And I'm not saying that till. I mean, I know that's nitpicking, but at the same time, as great as his game was, it's not going to be this easy for the Ravens. Going forward, the rest of the schedule might be that this easy again next week against this Arizona team, depending on how much of a stock you you put in Detroit. They're currently tied in a pretty good battle that Arizona. Just came back from now, so maybe they they will be a tough opponent. We'll see this Dolphins team. Gosh, I feel bad for Miami sports fans. You got you got this team. You got to watch for fifteen more games. You got to go along with the the Marlins <laughs> and the MLB and. I mean, I guess on, on the heat right now, you got Jimmy Butler. if that really does something for you, if you're a Miami sports fan. But, ooh, yeah. This looks like a brutal season for the Miami Dolphins coming up.
2: Right. I mean, you bring up a good point, too. I mean, as, as much as we want to talk about all the really, really great stuff that happened, and there's more of what we're going to talk about, which is going to be really great, you got to look for those moments, too, where you can improve. I mean, you just said it right there, Peter, about how some of the stuff isn't we're not going to get away with against better teams.
1: Yeah, exactly. But the
2: flip side of that is that good
1: teams do click on all cylinders and do what the Ravens just did against bad teams. So it's right. not to diminish the fact that the Ravens had such a big performance, just kind of tough to to figure out from this first game how good of a team they're going to be this year. Looks like they're going to be a pretty good team, but what level we're gonna have to see them play some higher competition. So listen to this guys. I'm looking at the box score right now. And who do you
0: think the second highest rusher was? By yards. I I see what he's talking about right here.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Isn't
0: that wild? Anthony Levine with that fake punt, sixty yards.
1: <laughs> no, none of that? us had none of us had Anthony Levine as the second leading rusher. <laughs> it's a bold prediction.
2: <laughs> no.
0: But like Chris thought, Gus Edwards was far more involved than we uh, gave credit for.
1: Well, I thought I think I said he was going to be pretty involved as well. Like Peter said, Gus Edwards was <laughs>
2: <That's>, <laughs> like everyone, but Alex said that's I, that's right. Yeah, I, I, like, I, w- I wasn't going to take credit for that.
1: Well, I, I know I definitely definitely said that we would still see a lot of a lot of Gus the bus. I forget who else said that as well. Actually, looking at the box score, I didn't realize this, but Gus Edwards actually had the most rushing attempts of any rusher today for the Ravens. He had 3 more than Mark Ingram. I feel like the type of game this was where, you know, the Ravens got out to that that big lead, then you you bring in the big bruiser to wear down the little bit of of life that's left in the defense. So, not sure if that's what you're going to see going forward because Mark Ingram was definitely the more efficient rusher despite having fewer carries, but at least for today, Gus Edwards was the leader in rushing attempts.
2: Yeah, I want to go back to Ingram too, man. He he had quite a game. I mean, that first play that you know the fifty yard rush that he had on the first play of the game. I mean, that really showed one. I mean, speed that he had to be able to break away, two, be able to move through the line. It just seemed like he burst right out of it. He just shook off any of the sort of hands that were, were in him near the line. And and I think maybe about twenty yards out, he just bulldozes the safety I think it was Eric Rowe just completely shoves him off and then runs for another 20 more yards and that's just something we haven't seen in in quite some time I think and that was just really shows the impact that he's gonna have this year I think
1: quite honestly just in this first game Mark Ingram looks like the best running back that the Ravens have had since Ray Rice I mean with all due respect to Justin Forsett's 2014 season it's been a while since we've seen a running back have as dominant a game as Mark Ingram had today.
2: Right. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, Forsett and Collins and, you know, I don't want to put Edwards in there because he's a little bit different style of a running back. But I mean, those guys were speed backs. You know, if they find a seam, they'll take it. They'll run for a bunch of yards. But they didn't have as much power. Ingram definitely has that combination that, like you said, we haven't seen since Rice. <laughs> Definitely awesome to see. And I'm, you know, although he wasn't completely utilized in this sort of game because Lamar was just having a field day throwing it through the air, we're definitely going to need this come November and December.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yes. Another thing to point out with Ingram so his, his yards per carry today are a bit inflated because of that long run. But if you take that long run out of the equation, he still averaged 4.5 yards per carry on all his other rushes. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I was looking at
0: his, and I was like, that is definitely inflated, because it was like 7.6 otherwise, um, but I appreciate you doing that math for us. Another thing I wanted to point out, I looked at the bold predictions, and Peter was the closest. He said that four Ravens would have touchdowns, instead it was six. <laughs> 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 Wasn't bold enough of a prediction. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty tremendous day, offensively. Just wanted to appreciate So (laughs) I want to throw this out there. I never did post my DraftKings predictions because for some reason you couldn't do a Ravens card this week. You couldn't do like the Ravens Dolphins card. And because of that, I didn't post it, but I did have a card for like the general season, which I was number one. (laughs) I was going to win 500 bucks because of like the Hollywood Lamar show with Ingram as well. But I'm currently winning zero dollars. So apparently the NFL is just booming today, and uh, yeah, it's it's been a crazy day. Lots of high scores. Yeah,
1: I've spent a lot of off. Yeah, I'm looking at all the games right now. It looks like the lowest so far any team has scored. Well, outside of the Chicago Green Bay game, Atlanta. Every team scored double digits. You know, Cleveland scored thirteen. Atlanta twelve. But every other team scored at least seventeen points. You got plenty of teams in the twenties and thirties. Even games that started out defensively, like Rams Panthers, ended thirty to twenty-seven. Just a huge, huge explosion of offense today. I don't know if that's what we're looking at for the rest of the season, or just you know an anomaly, but an interesting, interesting uh, statistic.
0: So here's another interesting statistic. Our boy Marquise Hollywood Brown. He was the first Raven who scored two 40-plus-yard touchdowns in his debut game. Props
1: to you guys for for seeing how good this guy is. I, I'll admit that I was excited for him. I was not expecting him to have his breakout game week one, even with as bad of an opponent as the Ravens were playing. But, man, every time he had the ball in his hand today, it was just electrifying. And the that was a really good play design draw up, too, when... Brown had his first touchdown. If you guys remember, they did the the fake sweep to the to the right side. Really mm-hmm. drew the whole the defense all in and then Lamar just had to hit Brown on a fairly routine uh slant and the safeties were already down because they bit on the run fake. And it was very simple pitch and catch for that. But then his second touchdown, man, I don't know who that was on, but that defender like the move Hollywood put on right when he caught the ball to just completely shift his trajectory he was he was in the end zone at that point because the defender was not able to recover with the speed that hollywood had that is right really exciting if that's just this guy's first game man now i know i know tory smith had a similar game his third nfl game back in against the rams if you guys remember
2: I thought, see, I thought it was his first game, but I'm wondering if it actually was his third. Because it I actually heard people was his, have been saying
1: it was his third. Yeah, and I remember that because I, I don't think he had a reception in his first two NFL games, or if he did, they, they were not. It was like one or two very short plays, and there was some he did, Torrey didn't have a good preseason either. So there was some grumblings among the fan base, like "Is the guy a bust? What's going on?" And then his first two receptions in that game went for fifty-plus yard touchdowns, and he had a third touchdown as well later in that game. Right. And obviously we know Tory very very variable player as far as what you were going to get from him for week to week for his NFL career. But I mean you could even see in this first game like Tory is a very straight line speed guy. Hollywood has some moves. He is it's going to be very exciting to watch how he progresses in his career from what we've seen right now.
2: I mean, I think even with those plays too, man, Hollywood's showing off some pretty good hands. And, you know, like you said, Bittori was very hit or miss in terms of catching the ball. I mean, when he did, he would run by people. But Hollywood just, yeah, I mean, you said it, man, electrifying. It just as soon as he gets the ball, I mean, he's making a couple moves. He's, he's moving upfield. It was just awesome. Yeah, definitely awesome to see.
0: His first two strikes being over 40 yards and, Breaking that Ravens record. That was cool. But I think even the second two receptions that he had, they were just nice possession receptions. He ran crisp routes. He made catches away from his body.
1: It just it just looked so good. So textbook. It's also pretty pretty good sign to see both Brown and Boykin first NFL receptions go for a touchdown. Oh yeah. And Chris's guy, Hayden Hurst, he actually had a pretty good game too.
0: He had that nice catch over the middle, two other catches. Three forty-one, but man, oh man, Mandrews, eight for one hundred and eight yards and a touchdown. Oh man, if you guys want to have him in your fantasy squads, I don't know what you are doing. You gotta go get him. Because, <laughs> <laughs> and if you do have him, he looks don't, like the
1: real deal. If you do have him, don't leave him on your bench because you are overthinking <laughs> how your your uh, your purple uh, lenses are uh, offering, making you <laughs> see this guy. <laughs> I know. I actually didn't play him in one league because i have Ertz, and i was like yo he's doing better than wide receivers like i screwed up (laughs) yeah well i'm playing vance mcdonald over andrews i don't know what i'm doing there (laughs) i blame (laughs) week one no one knows anything in week one
2: yeah but i'm glad you brought that up alec because yeah i think all the tight ends had a pretty good game although andrews is always going to be the one i think to get the more receptions um Hurst had a couple of good catches you know it's definitely good to see because I feel like he just never got that chemistry with Lamar that injury really kind of set him back last year so even in preseason you'd see him try to get a couple passes but they'd always be kind of like really low or away for his body and he couldn't really make a, a great play whereas with Andrews I mean Lamar can throw it pretty much anywhere and like those guys have that connection they're on the same page but also I mean you know just because Hurst didn't get super involved in the passing game too he and Boyle actually looked really really good on run blocking I mean that's one thing that Andrews will do but Hurst definitely does a lot more and I think the coaches know why you know because he's Hurst is a a really good run blocker
0: I want to transition to the defense and by doing so I want to bring up Patrick Ricard the one man who plays both sides of the ball he had his catch for a touchdown and he was getting some serious pressure on the defensive line I mean you don't see that in the NFL anymore. It was so cool to see him contributing to both sides of the ball.
1: Yeah, I mean, the Ravens only got three sacks today, but they had a lot of penetration in the against the Dolphins' offensive line. Like you just said, Alec, Ricard had some pressures in there. Both Tim Williams and Tyus Bowser, I feel like, were, were held. The offense was called for holding on plays where they certainly were going to get to the quarterback. So that was good to see those guys have some pressures today. There's even a, a McPhee sighting. McPhee came in with a with a tackle for loss. Good overall first start, uh, showing showcase for the pass rush today.
2: Yeah, I think I I noted in particular Bowser. I think showed some pretty good moves um, to get some pressures. Definitely, I think an improvement over what he was showing a little bit in preseason, and in the obviously the pre- previous years. I will say though, Judon man, I uh, I, I was a little surprised he. He played a lot better today than I thought he probably would have. <laughs> I mean, I know he is our top outside linebacker and but uh, you know, I've I've talked about how his effort is a little on and off, but uh he he was definitely playing really well today. Not only in the the pressures department, but I mean, he was chasing down guys and he was hitting hard. <laughs> so, you know, it was definitely great to see that not only were we setting the tone on offense, but we were really showing that we're a hard-hitting, fast defense, just like last year.
1: Yeah, I mean, Judon had a great game today. Three tackles, one sack, two tackles for loss, two quarterback hits. He was in the backfield today. Peanut Owasso too, was all over the field. He did, yeah, he had a good game, too.
0: Talking about Peanut, we want to talk about that hit with uh, with Jimmy. I'm so relieved to hear that It sounds like it's going to be a couple of days to a couple of weeks for this injury that Jimmy Smith uh, encountered with his kind of a friendly fire hit from Peanut. Could have been a lot worse. It was a little scary there. But it looks like Jimmy will be back relatively soon. Hopefully, he's back for that game against Kansas City. We'll definitely need all the help we can get against that explosive offense.
1: No, exactly. Yeah, and that was the one negative takeaway from this game that scary moment there with Jimmy Smith because as everyone already knows we've lost Tavon Young for the season and Jimmy Smith's got a history of injuries and you know we still got Brandon Carr and Marlon Humphrey there and Cyrus Jones is stepping up Anthony Everett actually had a pretty decent game today when he was called into action but you don't want to lose any any of those guys especially so early in the season so Really good to hear that Jimmy Smith is expected to return very soon. This is a minor injury, but that was a bit of a scare.
2: I felt a lot better when I saw him walk off the field. And then I think it was the third or fourth quarter you saw him on the sidelines talking to Lamar. It looked like he was standing up. So, you know, as soon as I saw that, I was like, okay, this may not be as bad as I think. But I think like Carb said, we'll find out, I think, uh, tomorrow, I guess he gets his MRI, so we'll 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 know for certain, you know what's going to happen then.
0: So Earl Thomas, as we discussed earlier, got that INT a start off the game, but Marlon Humphrey came in, and he picked off Josh Rosen, and the whole defense got in for a pose. It's pretty exciting to see that swagger.
1: It's Man. it's just <laughs> it's just, a, it's just a, such a shame how much the league disrespects Josh Rosen. They just don't realize his greatness. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, I was
0: saying it the whole game, like Josh Rosen probably should have been in there. I mean, we we're gonna make anyone look silly. I mean we're gonna make uh we're gonna make Mahomes look silly come <laughs> come two weeks from now, hopefully. Oh, man. Hope so. <laughs> hey hey man. Look, I hope we bring all the pressure. I hope we're just crushing him and he doesn't even get to look downfield. That's my hope. <laughs> but uh <laughs> But yeah, it's it looked good. It looked good. And I wanna bring up the point. I I think Michael Pierce is back into game shape, but boy oh boy, what a big boy! <laughs> they Had a few shots of him during the game. That was like it looked like he was wearing Spanx. It looked like that jersey was trying to bring him in
1: as much as possible. <laughs> I mean, he looked like he looked like a dominating force. <laughs> I mean, the dude's just a just a beast. I mean, I mean, he's three forty five at six feet, and he is just a force to be reckoned with. He he looked pretty good today. I mean. I know there was. we were all worried when he came in to training camp out of shape, but yeah, that's, that's completely forgotten by everyone at this point, <laughs> and it has been for a few weeks. He had a pretty good preseason, too.
2: I just want to bring up on the interceptions, I was so close to my bold prediction of Humphrey getting two picks because I totally forgot for a second that Earl Thomas took Marlon Humphrey's number from last year, 29. I thought that was his pick, and that took me a second. I was like, no, that's Earl Thomas. Oh, no. So Alec, what was your bold prediction? I forget
0: from last week. Uh, My bold prediction was that Lamar, Hill, and Ingram were all going to have rushing touchdowns and it turned out just to be Ingram with two. So not quite it. I did say, though, that I thought all the rookies would get one and I was two for three on that because no dice for Hill. Hopefully soon he'll get his touch. I wanted to close out this part of the show talking about special teams. I thought they looked pretty darn good. I was a little disappointed to see the fake, just because I was like, usually wanna hold those for more important moments. But apparently it I heard Harbaugh said it was kind of an audible. You know, they they saw how they lined up and they were like, Well, we gotta take it.
1: Yeah, I mean I I had that reaction as well when it happened. It was like you might wanna save that for a more a, a game that's not already you're already up by three scores. <laughs> which I think they were at that point. But at the same time, that is also on film now. Teams know that the Ravens have the opportunity to do that. So when they're you're back in punt coverage, they have to respect that that's in the playbook. So on the opposite side of that is that that puts future opponents on edge as well. Yeah, I certainly think it's interesting that we've
0: given our special teams unit, and I can't speak for the rest of the NFL, I don't know if this is normal, but it sounds like we've given our special teams unit the full privilege to say, hey, if you think you can get the first down by doing a fake, go for it. Like, we're not even going to tell you necessarily to go do that. If you see it, audible to it, make it happen.
2: Since we're kind of on the topic of special teams, the the two guys that stood out for me, I, I think were uh, Brendan Trowick and, and Justin Bethel. I mean, we had the one, I think the, the one punt that we actually, the one punt of the game, I think, if I recall, not not including the uh, the fake that uh, we just talked about, the Miami Dolphins player just fumbled it. And we have Bethel right there to scoop it up. We got set up for Lamar inside the ten. It was a really really good heads up play by uh, by Bethel. And then Trowick, man, at least on the kickoffs, I, I feel like he was pretty active. Um, just from what I was seeing, he was in there for a couple of tackles and just generally just around. And, uh, you know, just to see that, it, it, it made me feel good that we actually decided to keep him. Although, you know, I didn't put him on my final 53. Now it makes me feel really, really good that we did.
0: <laughs> yeah, Sam Cook had his one punt for 56 yards, a total bomb. And then he got us right inside the 20 for our, for our touchdown drive. So another thing we want to talk about before we close out this episode is our predictions for the Arizona game. I'm still watching it right now. It's 27-27 against the Lions. Overtime, one minute and ten seconds to go. Guys, I got a bold prediction. I think we're going to knock down Kyler Murray's ball at least six times because I've seen at least five of them since I've been watching. (laughs) Shorty, uh, Shorty's gotten some problems back there.
1: (laughs) Hey, man, yeah, I... I am a, a bit surprised that the Cardinals have been hanging in this game. If you guys remember, have been listening, been loyal listeners all the way back to our first podcast, I had the bold prediction there that the Ravens would have an extended preseason of six games, which would include the game they just played as well as this game against upcoming game next week against the Arizona Cardinals. Today, I feel like that was backed up. It was basically a preseason game. <laughs> I don't really know how good the Lions are. The Lions are always a really hard team to figure out how good they are. Always some level of mediocre. (laughs) But, yes, I mean, the the Arizona Cardinals, they're obviously going to have to travel across the entire country to come play this game. So, Kyler Murray will be playing his first NFL road game. Yeah, with this comeback they've had against Detroit, this uh, makes this a little more of a question mark game than it looked like going into the season. But like Alex said, based on how on the weaknesses of Murray's game that have, are kind of showing in today and the fact that this team's coming in on the road, I have a good feeling about the Ravens being able to start the season two and O this game will also be a, a homecoming for two former Ravens. Looks like our, our good friend Terrell Suggs had a sack today.
0: Oh, good for him. I hadn't seen
1: any action from him, but I might have just missed it. According to the box score, he has four tackles, a sack, and a tackle for loss. And our good buddy Max Williams has one catch on one target for 15 yards.
2: Oh, there you go. Not bad.
0: Yeah, so I'll say this. If Colin Murray throws 54 times against the Ravens' defense, he's going to have more than one pick. Boy, oh boy. That's a lot of pass attempts. I know they went into
1: overtime, but still... 30 seconds in overtime. Did they did they turn it over? Looks like this game's going to end in a tie.
0: Well, they both scored field goals in their first possessions, and then they had a really long drive, but it wasn't enough to score on both sides. I don't know what to think about this Arizona team. I didn't get to see too much of the game to see how the air raid offense looks, but it sure does look like they want to pass a lot. Fitzgerald looked uh, young again. Saw a couple nice catches by him.
2: Yeah, I think the key for the Ravens next week against Arizona is really going to be containing David Johnson, mm-hmm. young quarterback going on the road, especially going to a place like Baltimore where we play very well at home. Are definitely going to have to get the run game going. So if we can stop him, we definitely have a good shot. I mean, not not that we wouldn't have a good shot anyway. I mean, we. <laughs> I I think I think if we do that, we're okay. I probably don't expect to see. Our offense put up 59 points again, but you know, <laughs> after this week, you know, who knows? <laughs> I think I would be happy with 30. 30 sounds like a lot more
1: likely. Yeah, this is this is an outlier game. I mean, gosh, last year the Ravens scored what 47 points against the Bills in week 1 that we were talking about mm-hmm. last week, something like that. No. Yep. That's in, the one, yep. 47. T- in 2012, we had that random 55-point game against the Oakland Raiders and gosh I think back in 2003 the Anthony Wright led offense had back-to-back 44 point games against Seattle and San Francisco if anyone remembers back that far and that was a team that could barely muster 17 points in the wild card game against Tennessee so yeah I mean this offense is going to be dynamic but probably not that dynamic (laughs) going forward so Given that, what do you think your score prediction is? I have mine. I'm going to say 24-14 Ravens. Chris,
2: um, I will say I'll say 35 21 Ravens.
0: All right. In that vein, I'm saying 38-13 Ravens. So I'm thinking five touchdowns, and we'll give Tucker a little chance to kick a field goal. We won't. <laughs> we won't be so efficient. <laughs> Did you guys have any bold predictions for the game? Mine was
1: the six batted down.
2: Uh, Ravens get three picks. Okay, three picks. Uh, any any people in particular? Not really, but I'll just say Thomas Carr and Peanut. Okay, no, we won't. We won't hold you to it. We'll just we'll make sure if we, as long as we get three. I'll totally take credit for it if that is what happens, though.
0: <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> like fine, any dude. good bold prediction maker. <laughs> that's right. I'm not it's gonna say just...
1: credit if it's wrong,
0: but if it's right, I'll, I'll tell you all week about it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> i guess for me i'm gonna say i'm gonna say ingram goes for another two touchdowns next week
0: just cumulative or just rushing
2: rushing i mean i really you know i i hope i hope he's not throwing throwing touchdowns if, i mean who knows i mean maybe he'll throw one to lamar oh I, no i catch don't know it. like
1: you know like passing like catching it although ingram didn't, <laughs> they didn't use him at all in the passing game today i don't think
2: they're too busy throwing it downfield <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's we, we weren't looking at. We, we weren't looking was, it in the flat.
2: <laughs> but man, actually, no. Now that I think about it, though, I don't know if that's such a bold prediction because Ingram already did that. So that's kind of that's kind of lame. I'm gonna I'm gonna
0: come up with a new one. <laughs> Look, man, I was gonna let you have it because if he does that every game, that's pretty bold. That's uh, thirty uh, two touchdowns.
2: <laughs> it is quite a lot. Why don't I say I think Ingram's gonna have three touchdowns? I think I, I think I think we're going to commit more to the ground game this week, just to uh, restore balance to the force, so to speak. As much as we want Lamar to uh, air it out all game, every game, at some point, you know, we got to get the offense uh, more balanced. So, so
0: listen, to this guys, the Ravens were at a ninety percent chance of winning with with like ten minutes into the first quarter, <laughs> and then they were at ninety five percent chance of winning. By the end of the first quarter,
1: <laughs> preseason, man, <laughs> preseason, it's a heck of a thing. I mean,
0: it sure looked like it with uh, the backups all coming in at the end. It was pretty wild.
1: It looked more like the third preseason game than the game against the Eagles did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, the disrespect! <laughs> I'm sorry, to any Dolphins fans out there?
1: I think they'd agree with us. They're all they're all focused yeah. on, uh, like I said, NBA. They're mediocre basketball team because that's all they
0: got at the moment <laughs> well guys we're super hyped for the first ravens home game against arizona next week the show will be a little different next week we got chris getting married this week let's give a big clap for for chris right now i'll we'll have to make a a huge swelling audience ovation because it's a little weak from just peter and i <laughs> but chris we congratulate you we want you have a, a great marriage and honeymoon coming up. Take a nice break from the pod. We'll have listener Kayfish dialing in to give his takes on the game. I'm hoping to go to the game. I'm flying back Sunday morning, so barring any delays, I'll be at the game with Kayfish and uh, and listener Nick, hopefully. So there you we go. shall see. Yeah, I'm excited. I <laughs> I kind of purposely booked the flight for that reason. I was like if I go this time, I could still potentially make the game <laughs> and not have to wake up so incredibly early. Like the first flight was at 7 a.m. or something. And I was like, ah, I'm not trying to do that.
2: <laughs> That's right. Well, remember, have uh, have some extra time to get there. As we noted in the preseason, the uh, the new electronic ticketing system was a, a little shaky. So uh, <laughs> make sure Very you slow. have extra time.
0: Yeah, I'm going to get there as fast as humanly possible and i'll run if i have to (laughs) (laughs) all right to close out please help us uh get more listeners tell your friends to listen in we have a big raven season up ahead it's gonna be a lot of exciting shows just like this one and if you want to support us even further we'd love if you became a patreon subscriber you'll get insights into dfs games and also be able to talk to us and all that good stuff so we we'd love it if you did that with that guys have
1: a great week. Cacao. <laughs> Sixteen and O. Not bad for a running back.